Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is another Halloween season bonus mini episode, or should I say bone us? I'm not going to explain that sexual innuendo once again, because if you don't get it by now, then I just can't help you. So tonight we're going to be looking at a movie called Boo from, I believe, 2004. Not Medea's Boo. No, no, no. This is just regular Boo. Okay, this is before Boo became like, hey, Boo, you know, that kind of thing, except for like Boo Radley. Although if this was a movie about the ghost of Boo Radley, I would be so on board. But it's not. It's not that. It's not that. Let's take a listen to the trailer and find out what it's all about. Yo. Ready for us yet? Yeah, I got some juice going and a few things rigged. This is going to scare the piss out of them. This place is pretty creepy all on its own. Okay, girls, you can open your eyes. No, I'm not going in there. Come on, Jesse. Show me a little Halloween spirit. Welcome to Santa Mira Hospital. Let's get it. Why would we go explore some fake haunted house when we can come here and explore the real thing? Whoa. I'm not getting in there. from the trailer boo is the story of a group of i guess college kids who forego the local town 
sponsored haunted house Halloween event thing to go to a real haunted place. Instead, they decide to spend the night and have a party in the abandoned Santa Mira Hospital. Now, if you're old like me, you'll know that Santa Mira is a reference to Halloween 3. That's the town where the Silver Shamrock Factory was set up. And if you're really, really, really old, you'll also know that before that, that was the town where Invasion of the Body Snatchers happened, the original 1958 version, I'm guessing. I'm not looking it up right now. Just deal with me. It's 1950-something. You know what I'm talking about. Play along with me. Okay, here's the deal. If you're going to name your movie Boo, well, first of all, that takes balls. I mean, I get it. It's a Halloween ghosty reference, but you are also inviting me to make that my review. I give Boo a boo. Did I? Is that my final verdict? I'm not saying yet. So the movie opens with a scene of Halloween tomfoolery girl in her kitchen getting weird scream-like phone calls. And during this scene, I noticed they had three lines from the original Halloween. Now, I only wrote down two because the first one went by so fast and I forgot what it was. And I'm just not going back to look for what it was. At a certain point, somebody says everyone's entitled to one good scare. And the creepy phone calls, you know, when when someone finally answers on the other end, it's the girl's friend, her girlfriend, and she says, why'd you hang up on me? Just like Annie does. They're minor lines. And, you know, I didn't mind this because they're not presented in a way that says, look, we're doing an homage. They're there and they're gone. You caught it. You did it. And I caught it. I caught it so hard. girl is Jessie, and I like Jessie. Jessie's okay. Jessie's okay. I don't mind her at all. For, for, your, for your story girl, she's got all the qualities you're looking for. She's all right, for the most part. Now, she doesn't want to go to the, ho- the uh, hospital. No, she doesn't, because she's a sensible gal, and she's dealing with crap. You know, her mom died recently, and also she gets visions. She has psychic visions of things, and, you know, so this is not a place where she wants to be spending her time. Well, what's the big deal with this hospital? Well... It was shut down after there was a fire on the third floor where everybody died. Now, the third floor was, of course, the mental ward where they kept the worst patients possible. And ever since then, the third floor has been extremely haunted. They tried to rebuild it while the hospital was still working, but there were accidents and deaths, and after a while, they just gave up. And then, bad word of mouth, I guess, terrible Yelp reviews, shut the hospital down for good, and now it's just for places... It's just a place for kids to go party on Halloween. Also in this mix, you've got uh, a young guy whose sister and her friend, they went in there a few nights ago and haven't come back out. So he enlists the help of the local sheriff. Well, I don't know if he's the sheriff, but he's a cop. And here's a fun character because this cop used to be a black exploitation star. Not the actor. No, 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 no. The character in the movie used to play... Dynamite Jones. Dangerous his middle name. And we get to see a bit of his movie Count Pimpula, which I, I'm sorry, I want to see all of Count Pimpula, because this sounds amazing. And the events of the movie bring all these people to the hospital at the same time. Cop helping the boy, looking for his sister and uh, four kids out to Purdy, man. 
they're out to party. And what is kind of impressive here, and maybe not a great way, is that there's little subtlety going on here at all. You know, normally in these movies, you get into a haunted place and there's small spooky things happening. No, 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 no. It's like big stuff from the minute that they walk in. This place is inhabited by VAGs. The Santa Mira Hospital is haunted by VAGs, which stands for Very Aggressive Ghosts. And I just realized right now that that acronym is VAG. No, 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 no. It's not, they're not, it's not haunted by vaginas, which, which is actually, that would be a very interesting movie. I don't know how that would work. Ooh, there's another one that's coming out of the wall. Ah! This black hair coming out of that vagina. We're in an Asian horror movie. What's happening? I don't know what's happening. Hi, Smoochie. Smoochie, of course, is acting up while I'm doing this, but we're just going to plow through here, kids. Here's the thing. This movie's cheap. I have a feeling it was made for TV. Not Sci-Fi Channel. It feels older than that. I mean, I don't know how how many movies Sci-Fi was making in 2004. This feels like it was made for the Chiller Channel. There was another channel that came and went that did horror movies. It feels like it would be at home there. Because there's CGI, there's a mix of CGI and practical effects in here, and the practical effects are quite good. They're gooey, they're sticky, they're oozy, and they're gross. But the CGI is terrible. CGI ghosts look like garbage, and for some reason, they feel the need, every time they're doing an exterior shot of anything, they feel the need to add this ridiculous-looking CGI moon. Did you not see how bad this looks? Did you not see that it's not adding anything to the composite of the shot? It's actually taking me out of the movie completely because I'm not looking at, ooh, what a creepy hospital. Ooh, ooh, what a scary building. Ooh, what a creepy night. No, I'm just looking, what, that, what is that stupid moon? It's ridiculous. But I understand it was 2004, CGI was the way to go, and this is probably a made-for-TV thing, and you gotta do what you gotta do. So, the deal is, there's at least two ghosts haunting this house, the hospital, one of a little girl who doesn't seem that bad, and one of a middle-aged former patient who is not good at all, and the whole thing, he wants out. He needs to possess a body to get him over the threshold and back out of the hospital and into the real world so he's killing people to take over their bodies but the problem is it doesn't really work he hasn't figured out how to do it right yet because whenever he hops into a body it immediately starts melting which is where the gross gooey sticky disgusting special effects come in and for the most part they're fairly well done even some of the cgi stuff here though you can see the strings so to speak it's not your usual CGI effects that you see here. So, you know, CGI jaw drops. None of that nonsense. No, it's actually quite fun in a good Halloween-y kind of way. The problem is the bottom falls out with the acting somewhere around the halfway point, and I don't really know what happened. I mean, it's a decent cast. They're fine. Everybody's fine. You got all your stereotypical characters here. You got, you got the... Uh, sexually free girl you've got the asshole boyfriend and you've got the nerdy kid who 
is in love with our main girl and the main girl who's like the pillar of everything good and right in the world. You know, so that's all fine. That's all fine. But somewhere around the halfway point, when things start to go down, like for real go down, when people start to die, there's a flatness all of a sudden. You know, when a friend of yours who was alive a moment ago starts to melt and his fingers are falling off and his eyeball is sliding down his face and your reaction is like, oh my God, ew, ugh gross that's disgusting oh my god like this really flat uh, underplayed things that just rob whatever tension that you actually successfully kind of built up the the hospital is creepy i feel like i've seen this location in other movies but i can't pinpoint which one so it's a really pointless thing to bring up but the place itself is quite creepy. You have a nice backstory here. There's fun things where the elevator will only take you to the third floor and then won't take you back down. So people keep winding up on the third floor and can't get off. Well, I mean, they actually, some people do get off on the third floor, if you know what I mean. But that's not the point right now. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But after the halfway point, everything just started to die. And it died a slow, slippery, gooey, but ultimately boring death. And after the halfway mark, I just stopped caring. Because initially, I was kind of on board. There was a, there's a character who goes in before the main characters to set up scary things. You know, scary Halloween gags. And he brings his dog, his dog Duchess, who's awesome. And I immediately hate this character because the dog is petrified. And at a certain point, he wanders away from the dog. And he hears the dog crying out in pain and ignores it. He said, you're a bad dog daddy, sir. You're a terrible bad dog daddy. So when he died, I was very happy. I said, good, die bad dog daddy. And of course, this being a horror movie, the DAD principle is in effect. The dog always dies. And that's our first really gross special effect. Uh, the guy who's looking for his sister, who, who was separate from the rest of the group, finds the remains of the dog and it's like this skinless mess of ooze and grossness lying on the floor until it comes alive and starts snapping at him. This is like one of the first things that happens to this character in the scary hospital. But then later on, he's like, oh, well, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in all this nonsense. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, dude... You already encountered a fucking skinless zombie-ass dog. But whatever, whatever. Maybe the scene was edited in later for time. I don't know. But things just don't really work. There's not a lot of tension here. And mostly that's due to the cast or the direction of the cast. Nobody really seems that upset at anything that's going on. Everyone's handling it extremely well. And horror, let's face it, is about extreme emotions. And if you're not at least fighting to contain your extreme emotions, I'm bored. You're in an impossible situation and you're acting like it's another day at the beach or at the crazy hospital. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And there also comes a point where it is established that the guy who got in... Uh, looking for a sister. He came in a different way. He didn't come in the front door because now they're trapped in here. All the doors and windows now will not open. He was like, hey, I came in through a door in the basement, this, this secret tunnel that goes to the funeral parlor across the street. 
Maybe we can get down there and get out there, and then we have to play the game of now we have to go find everybody. Now, he's already found his sister, who is alive. And I'm thinking, just go. Fuck these other people. Go. Save yourselves. Call the police. Get them out that way, in theory. But no, and there's several opportunities where it's where people have to say, oh, we have to go find the others. Fuck the others. This is not how you make it to the final reel, baby. Fight or flight. And I'm saying, flight. There's no shame in running. Run. What's the matter with you? Just go. What are you waiting for? There's ghost vaginas everywhere. <laughs> not really, but... <laughs> Only in my dreams. And there's things, weird things, like the final girl, when it comes to the end of things, the final girl has nothing to do with the final battle against this nasty ghost. It's another character completely. Is she dead? No, no, she doesn't die, final girl, because she's the final girl. She's the one who's walking out the door at the end, but it's another character completely. So you have a final girl whose visions and everything have added up to nothing, because none of this gave her the strength to deal with the final battle because she wasn't in the final battle. And you give me a character who is a former exploitation hero, and then you do nothing with it. He's got this trick he did in the movies where he, like, where he lights a match, you know, with his fingers, you know, those old, you know, strike anywhere matches, and then he kicks it. You know, he throws the match and he kicks it, and boom, it causes a fire. And you're thinking, oh, that's how we're going to win this battle. Uh huh. But then that happens in the movie, and he misses, and it doesn't do anything. So this character, his backstory is wasted, and it's a shame. Although it does give you this amazing line of dialogue, which was my favorite part of the movie. The last person I saw that looked like you, I shot her in the face. You shoot me in the face, and I'll kick your ass. I would also just like to take a moment to point out that the character who's speaking in the beginning, the asshole boyfriend character, when he says. Last time I saw a person who looked like you, I shot them in the face. He's not referring to the fact that the character is black. No, 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 no. It's the fact that he's covered with ooze. It's somebody else's ooze because when these ghosts, when these, when these people who are possessed get shot or injured, they just explode. They explode like nobody's business. So he's covered in goo and the other guy's worried that he might be infected. It is not a racial joke. At least I hope it's not anyway. Dee Wallace Stone is in this. And if you're going to see her, uh, she's wasted. She's wasted. She is She is a nurse, former nurse. She's a, you know not in the movie at all. Like she, her ghost isn't even really around. She has had something to do with the fire that was initially, that caused all this in the first place. And I just said, oh, well, maybe she's really the bad one. No, okay. You hired her and gave her nothing to do. You could do worse than Boo if it's on TV, if it happens to come on sci-fi or chiller or whatever. It's worth a watch once. If there's absolutely nothing else on, you won't hate yourself or the people involved for watching it. But overall, it's a big meh. And I just shake my head at the lost opportunity because there was a good story in here and you didn't... It's not that you didn't find it, you didn't use it properly. And that's a shame. So boo. Boo on that, not necessarily boo on the movie. So 
That's going to wrap it up for another mini episode. If you want to contact the show, pick up your finger. Pick up your finger. Yeah, pick up your finger off the floor where you left it. Somebody's going to trip on it and then use it on your phone to dial 917-720-2047. Or write the show at crew at screamqueens.com. You can find me on Facebook. Do a search for Scream Queens Horror Podcast. Or find me on Twitter at Scream Queens. And, of course, all of that is with a Z. And when you recommend the show to a friend or if you're sending me any kind of correspondence, remember that it's Queens with a Z. There is another podcast out right now with the same name. Don't be sending them stuff. Send me your stuff. And remember, I am hoping to get stories of your Halloween experiences, like any haunted attractions that you have been to this year or any other year that were amazing, like, little stories would be awesome but at this point I'm kind of wondering I have to if I have to rethink the Halloween episode because I'm not getting anything from you people what's wrong with you nothing's wrong with you you're fabulous so until next time my beautiful beautiful screamers continue to keep the world a creepier place and remember the scream queen's rule fight or flight survive the night make it to the final reel baby yeah yeah Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>